Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on, travelers? Thank you for tuning in to the eighth episode of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I'm your host, Dalton, and with me today is Pharaoh. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? So, Pharaoh is going to be like a reoccurring guest on the show going forward, right? Hell yeah, I am. Awesome. Uh, so, go ahead. Uh, introduce yourself. Tell us what you're up to, how you got into Genshin. Uh, yeah, so I was playing Genshin since Inception. Oh, and by the way, I should probably say, like, I've done podcasting before. I'm not just a person that walked in off the street. Um, <laughs> I have a podcast. I mainly deal with League of Legends stuff. Um, I do some other gaming stuff as well. But my big podcast that uh, some people might know me from, um, Chronicles of Runeterra. Check it out if you haven't heard of it. We go over the show Arcane. Um, and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and we also owe uh, Dislight Discord as well. It's a new mobile game that came out uh, called Dislight. Also check that out. We have a podcast. And uh, yeah, but into the Genshin fun stuff. Um, I've been doing that since uh, the game first came out. Um, covered it with some content. Had a lot of fun with it. But right around the Dragon Spine era, I just kind of quit for a little bit because the content was dry in between whenever Dragon Spine actually came out. And uh, whenever I finished up all of the narrative in the game. So, yeah, I had a little break there. Then I came back whenever uh, Inazuma came out and finished everything there. And then I've kind of been on and off ever since, really. So I just came back again about pretty much the introduction of the chasm, actually. Oh, nice. So, so you, you took quite a bit of a break. You almost had the same experience as me where I kind of stopped playing right at, during dragon spine and then i came back mm -hmm. for inazuma yeah yeah that's that's pretty much it and it's you know I, I love the game to pieces right but we have those we have those droughts of content and so it's just tough to to make it through those sometimes because we and i'm not sure if we're going to talk about this now we're in another pod um or another episode rather but we like we don't really have a good end game experience right so yeah a lot of a lot of us in the Discord were talking about that, so yeah, we can definitely touch on that. Yeah, so it's, you know, I can't live off of spices in the West forever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. So we got some news. Uh, most of it deals with uh, Yolan uh, and her character preview. There was a web event. We got an update notice for uh, version 2.7. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll cover the Tevat Times. Uh, volume two, which just came out today, actually. And then we'll talk about the possibilities of some endgame content that Hoyoverse could in, uh, 
start including in Genshin to help the content drought. Definitely, definitely that. All right, so we'll jump right into it. We'll cover the uh, version 2.7 update notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, Dear Travelers, to ensure all travelers have the best possible Genshin Impact experience, our developers will soon begin performing update maintenance. Uh, this update maintenance is going to begin on the 31st of May, and we'll be at, looks like, 6 a.m. local time, and is estimated to take five hours. Different ways to update the game client. Basically, if if you're on PC, you're going to close the game, obviously, open the launcher and click update. This is, like, not new for anybody. <laughs> I'm about to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but basically, if, and if you're on mobile, you're basically just going into your app store. We are getting compensation, as always, 300 Prima Gems, which would be 60 Prima Gems per hour. The servers are down. Uh, I'm pretty sure they usually, like, include more. I don't know if they've ever gone over. Um, I think they have on a couple of occasions. And they include yeah. the like an extra 60 for every hour? I'm pretty sure they do, yeah. They they stay pretty solid on that. Now, they don't go over usually, but I think yeah. the time, few times that they have, they have given it. Interesting. Yeah. You'll also get uh, Dispatch Expedition Adjustment Compensation of 5,000 uh, Mora, 12 Lotus Heads, and 12 of the Matusaki, which... Oh, okay, I see. We didn't get this before. So now they're, it looks like they're compensating us for the expeditions that you're going to miss uh, during that time as well. Yeah, I think that is new. I have, at least I've never noticed that before. Um, so yeah. I think that that part is new. That dispatch expedition adjustment compensation and the maintenance compensation will be for anybody who's adventure rank five or above uh, before the 31st of May. And then you'll want to claim that before the end of 2.7 to make sure. Uh, that you don't miss out and lose those rewards. The other thing that I like, I always think about whenever there's an update, and I I mess this up when I played uh, when I was kind of getting ready before the Inazuma launch was mm-hmm. y- the they usually do the update like during the week, right? So like on Monday, let's say local time, your weeklies reset, so your three weekly bosses reset. I think it's really just that, but. But then when they do like an update, like version 2.7 or any other update, it's usually like on a Tuesday, I think. And then that's that's when the new battle pass comes out. Yeah. Do you, do you do the battle pass? Oh, of course. Okay. So if you do those three weekly bosses that Monday, which I'm like a lot of people do, I know I do it. Mm -hmm. I just get them out of the way. They actually don't count towards your battle pass for that week. Yeah. I actually don't know. I thought that was like, fairly common i was pissed optimized that but yeah I, I yeah you definitely have to watch out for that with your battle passes i i don't know why but this was a really big thing um with with on reddit i don't know if anyone you know scoops out around reddit or not but uh that was a big thing there whenever the game first came out and that was happening a lot you always have to be careful with these um yeah you always want to optimize the hell out of this game with your battle pass for sure because if you take a week off or something like that um, you might be screwed if you haven't played it correctly. So yeah, yeah. And I've, I haven't had trouble like completing the battle pass in time. I usually complete it like a week and a half early. Mm-hmm. But the first time, I was just like, "What the hell?" Like, <laughs> I don't like get compensated for this. Like, but it's water under the bridge now, I guess. Do you play? Sorry, I just curious with, um, 
like how often you play because I've had those months where I go hard right you know I'm just playing constantly no matter what and I clear the battle pass early no problem but do you never like usually since you've been like back officially do you not take like any weeks off ever or anything nope. like that no wow. I've yeah so I play pretty much every day mm-hmm. at the bare minimum it will be like I'll log in do my dailies mm-hmm if my resin's capped out, I run like I run through like one piece of resin or turn it into condensed and then do my dailies. Right. I know that might be like really like ain like that makes me sound like super anal about my resin being capped uh, out. No, 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 no. That's I mean you're a resin watcher. Yeah, I, you're really trying to go hard on those and optimize. I appreciate that, but it's it's tough to do. <laughs> uh, so I'll usually just do my dailies, run through my resin, and empty it out or turn it all into condensed, and then. I still have hangouts to do. I mm-hmm. have not cleared out the map yet. I have right. almost all of Inazuma done. I I think I have like two that are just locked out behind uh uh like puzzles, like longer drawn out puzzles, and it it's really just getting the unlocking all like opening up all the chests and doing all like the overworld stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just building characters and like during the the downtime I still had all that stuff to do and the whole time literally I was just farming like to level all my characters like i think i'm just gonna level them all up to 90 dude that is a lot of resources i hope you are prepared for that undertaking <laughs> and it and it it started when like i got it started with 2.6 actually where i got ayato i got venti and i got ayaka and i'm like okay well i'll just level them all up to 90 and then get their talents maxed out so now each one has a a crown talent and mm-hmm. they all have uh, subpar artifacts. Well, yeah, that's the hardest part, right? Yeah, and then, and then I ran out of Mora, so I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, now I gotta go farm Mora. So like this past week, <laughs> I have literally turned everything into condensed, and I've just been using like using it to farm Mora. Yeah, that, lines. that's the grind. That well, it's either you know you run out of Mora or you run out of experience, and you're constantly grinding one or the other. Whenever you're in that that um you know spree of leveling a bunch of characters up for a new team or whatnot and that part is probably the part i hate the most because just like you do it sounds like on an everyday basis i have to watch my resin like crazy make sure it never caps out you know create the condensed everything like that so yeah uh, i give you mad props for sticking with that for so (laughs) long yeah it's um there have been days where i'd like I log in and I just look at, and for the most part, I literally just log in. I log in at like five o'clock on the dot too, because all I've been really waiting for is me to get the reliable helper Mm -hmm. daily commission. I don't know if you've, you know anything. Okay. Cause I need to do the, the last part, like the last phase of it. Yeah. The rest, the last request. So I log in every day, every day. I'm so like disappointed. Like I look and I have emergency pudgy, pyrotechnician whatever like i just like nothing that like and then sometimes i'll just get like disappointed i'll just turn it off but i'll i will do my dailies like later dang dude i mean that's that's hardcore i love it man that's crazy all right so moving on the the, there are some update details but i talk about most of this stuff in the previous episode uh there are new events it says during the event go to the chasm and investigate the mysteries of the depths You'll complete various challenges in the event to obtain rewards like Prima Gems, Crowns of Insight, Weapon Ascension Materials, Talent Level Up Materials, Enhancement Ore, Hero's Wit, and Mora. 
And then to get the four-star, I said this was a five-star bow in the last episode. That was my mistake. The Fading Twilight bow, the four-star, you will get when you complete specific Realms of the Guile and War event challenges. So, And you'll get the refined material, so you'll be able to get that to R5. Yeah, I'm assuming we're definitely going to be doing that. Everyone should be doing that for sure, getting it to max. Yep. It's a super easy, free-to-play weapon that'll be really good if you don't pull for the on the weapon yeah, banner. Yeah, for sure. To be eligible for this, you'll have to be Adventure Rank 28 or above. You need to complete the previous Archon quest. You'll also have to complete Arataki Ito story quest, uh, as well as Raiden Shoguns, and the world quest of Teapot to Call Home, obviously because those characters are all going to play a part in the the new story, so you'll have to right. complete those. Other than that, they added some new recipes, some new achievements, some new name cards uh, virtually for, you know, the one for the update and then two for the two new characters. They add some new furnishings. They are adding new challenge features, descriptions for domains. There is a, the gadget Floral Zither can now be purchased from the NPC in Leeway Harbor. So that's good to know if you guys missed out on the Zither event. Yeah. Uh, you'll be able to pick that up now. For you guys who love your your premium endgame content, the Spiral Abyss. <laughs> oh, boy. Floor 11 Leyline Disorder will be changed to uh, damage dealt by Claymore wielding characters increased by 75%. And then they're obviously updating the lineup on floors 11 to 12 of the Spiral Abyss. You can check out the phases. I'm not going to go through these because we'll, we have, now that I'm reading all this, it's a lot. But check it out. And there's three phases, actually. What about um, how, like, do you normally clear all the way for a spiral or no? Oh, no. Uh, my my team building is so bad that it, I can't get past, like, floor 11, chamber 3. Oh, really? Yeah, and I it's it's probably a mix of the artifacts and just, like, me not caring about the rotation. Mm-hmm. Have you hardcore artifact farmed? I have, but... For which, for which character? The most recent one was Ayato, because I really wanted Ayato. Okay, yeah. And I needed good artifacts for him because his uh, his normal attacks, when they get converted to the hydro damage AoE, uh, like water blades, mm-hmm. they um, they were doing like 6k a pop, and it was like, this is not working. So I had to like hardcore farm for him, and then I got him to like 15k a, like a hit. So that's a lot better, but yeah, my mm-hmm. team building is not good enough to go f- through all 12 floors. Yeah, dude, we gotta we gotta work on that one. I'm gonna bring you through. All oh, the way. thanks. Yes. Yeah, We're I'll take, take whatever I can get. <laughs> I spent I spent for my my two main carry teams right now are um, Shogun for one, um, and I have a, a team that complements her all the way through. Um, I I assume probably at some point we'll have an episode where we just break down team comps for that kind of thing. But um, the other one is uh, Ito. For my my main squad, dude, my Ito squad just eats through everything. Nice. There's nothing that can stop that squad. So, um, And he's having a rerun, right, on this upcoming patch, right? Yeah, phase two. Yeah, so anyone that's like, uh, trust me when I say, if you're looking for someone to just clear content with, he's the one to do it. Like, I mean, you definitely have a shield character. You need to have a good shield character to do it. Um, preferably uh, Zongli, but like you can definitely do anything if you have that combo. So yeah, and I just let I everyone know I second that because and I feel like Ito is probably like one of the characters that is like actually worth triple crowning. 
because yeah. that when you th- throw that bull out, which I I from what I see and how I did it, I did his his auto attack and his burst. Mm-hmm. But man, that bull does like sixty k when he hits something. I mean, the bull he does a the lot. Bull is- the bull hits hard, don't get me wrong, but man, that ult mode, if you have oh, him yeah. equipped equipped properly, um, and especially if you've made the investment to go to C2, geez, you're never out of your ult mode, first of all, um, as long as you have the right team set up and uh, everything, your, um, whatever you call it, your relics are set up appropriately. You're never going to be basically out of that mode, except switching just to recast your shield. Um, but yeah, it is, you will literally chew through anything that you want. So it's just a, a crazy good character. Don't sleep on him. That's all I'm gonna say. I totally agree. They uh they reduced the difficulty of it looks like almost every single daily commission in Inazuma. And that's like uh they're replacing some of the opponents, weakening the lineup, uh making the balloon uh movement speed slower. Uh, I'm not going to go through all that. Basically, your daily commissions in Inazuma are easier. Yeah. They did a bunch of system optimizations for description lists, dialogue, and some UI stuff. Not anything that I feel like is uh, super important. Other mm-hmm. than in the uh, in Dispatch Expeditions, the rewards of exploring Diwa Marsh in Leeway has been adjusted to Horsetail and Snapdragon. While the rewards of exploring uh, Gully Plains leeway is adjusted to Mora. Mm. And for this, that's why... Oh, okay, I see. After the version update, we will issue Travelers the previous expedition compensation that I talked about earlier. I don't know if they're just doing it because of this change or if they're going to be doing that uh, going forward. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one. We'll have to wait and see for the next one, I guess. Yeah. Um. Other than that... They did reduce the combat ability for some opponents for world levels three through six, mostly the overworld bosses like the Oceanid, uh, the Golden Wolf Lord, Asdaha. You said they reduced the damage on those? They reduced the combat difficulty for them at world level three to six. Oh, okay. Three to six. All right. It's actually necessary for like the Oceanid and stuff like that. New players coming through. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. And it's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one that I did want to talk about. Uh, when the characters Jean, Amber, Rosaria, and Mona are obtained, they will be wearing their alternate outfits by default. And then oh. in the test run events, the appearances of the characters Jean, Amber, Rosaria, and Mona will be adjusted to the alternate outfits. Oh, you can get your, your Mona then, finally. I love how they say in the test run events, and then they include mm. Jean and Mona. Like, right. Like they're gonna come. I I wish. Like, does this mean? <laughs> no, for real though. They, you never see a standard five star in a in a test run event. Does this mean that we're gonna be getting like a, like a standard uh, five star or base five star character banner? I I don't know. I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, I'm hopeful. <laughs> I mean, you specifically. Are. I don't know if the rest of us are though. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah, you know, they're obviously just censoring the characters more. I know yeah. that's an issue in uh, China, so. Yeah, yeah. So Not much else for the update. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. If you guys want to check that out, that's on Hoyo Lab uh, off their official post details page. Check that out. Solid. We also have the pre-installation function, which is available now. You guys can just go into your game, go to the settings, and usually just like that cogwheel, and you can pre-download everything. 
and that's the pre-install resource packages. It's a whole whopping 10 gigabyte update. Yeah, it is huge. Which is really big compared to like all the other ones. Yeah. Now, real quick, do you play on the computer mainly or do you play on the phone or what? I I play on both. Okay. For Console? smaller sessions like doing dailies and getting rid of my resin, I'm probably on my phone. But if okay. I'm Okay plan on doing anything else i'm on pc no, no console play though either i was playing on a ps5 until i got rid of it so you got rid of the ps5 or you got rid of genshin on the ps5 oh no i got rid of the ps5 wow all right that's a conversation for another time but i gotta hear it so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> especially because i'm actually looking like tr- like actively trying to get another one like I that's just... even more confusing <laughs> yeah don't don't ask questions moving on <laughs> We do have the new, there is a new uh, Yolan preview page that got posted that's also on Hoyo Lab. Uh, just a couple things that I wanted to talk about here, which was to cover her uh, Ascension materials and her talent level up materials. And it looks like she's obviously going to be taking the uh, Hydro Gems, I th- or yeah, the Hydro Ascension material. Mm-hmm. She's also going to use star conches, so you can find those on like the beaches of Leeway. They are also taking, I believe that's the sergeant's insignia. Oh yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, and then you're gonna also need chaos cores for her uh, character ascension materials. Her talents will also take the sergeant's insignia, and her talent level up material is going to be, I think that's prosperity. It doesn't say in here. I'm almost positive it's prosperity, the flower. The weekly boss item, I don't know who this is from. Is that Azda? I'm not sure. I haven't actually used any characters that I needed to fight Azda for. Uh, So yeah, make sure if you guys want that, you guys can start farming for that now. They have a bunch of stuff like on her voiceover, her story. They talk about her favorite hobbies. Yada, yada, yada. One thing I do want to touch on for you guys is they touch on her favorite food. She likes dried Juyun chilies and violet grass stamens, and she likes them brewed into a strong pot of tea. Those aren't actually like meals or food that you can make in the game, obviously, because they're just ingredients. Mm -hmm. But you could probably find a dish that's very similar to that. Or includes those ingredients and make them and turn them into fragrant dishes. So if you wanted to use uh, your fragrant dishes from the Spices from the West event and use that towards her companionship experience. Other than that, that's about it. You can check out the preview page if you guys are interested. It just goes a little bit more into her other stuff like her attacks and talents. Do you actually care about the companionship experience for your characters? I'm not the per. Oh, so I know like people will stop for those like random world events that are like blue, right? That pop up because they grant the companionship experience, and then they'll just like, uh, force quit the game and then go back in and do the same one or something yeah. like that. I don't do that. I'll I take the passive like uh companionship experience from the teapot. Yeah, same. and if they're in my team, then that's cool. But and I'll just cycle them through the teapot. I don't really do anything extra. Okay, yeah, me too. Just so everyone knows, like 
it's not like you don't get anything huge from it. You get like, you know, extra character details. That's about it. Just for new players listening right now, not a priority for anyone. So, yep. And like a, a name card. So, if, like, look up the name card or if yeah, you have a favorite true, character and you want to flex a little bit with your level 10 name card. That's really it. what it's for. It's the flexing of a, of a specific character. Oh, yeah. I know. I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> I do it. I have it right now for Ito. So, I. Oh, I just got Ito as well. Like the other day. Now you could join me. We can flex together. Sweet. And be the worst people on the internet. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we also have a new web event. This is the To Ensnare a Prey web event. It is going on from the 26th, though. So yesterday it went live at uh, 12 o'clock, and it's going to run until the 31st. So this, yeah, you guys, when this episode goes live, you guys will have like a whole day and a half to complete it, basically. Uh, during the event, you will need to complete the designated event task to help the Ministry of Civil Affairs find the culprit that leaked the Ministry's classified information. Uh, upon completion, you will receive in-game items as rewards. You'll complete the designated event tasks, uh, read Yolan's intel notes, find clues through conversations, and zero in on the culprit to find out who uh, committed the crime. And after successfully in identifying the culprit, you can share the event to get and and event wallpaper. The wallpaper is like actually like beautiful. Hmm. That's good Sam. Your rewards for doing this event are Prima Gems and character ascension materials. I think there was more in there as well. So you did this event then? Yeah, so um uh, such I, I a just, bad event for you to do for the first time, honestly. That's the th- I mean, maybe it was, maybe that's it, but this was the first time I ever did one of the web events. Usually I ignore those things so hard. Um but yeah, I figured I was like, you know what, for the show, I'll do it. And so I did it, and I gotta say, that was like such a waste of like ten minutes of my time. I don't know the the little chibi animation going through and doing it. It was such like a a silly story. Have you played through this one yet or no? Oh yeah, I did it. Okay, so like the yeah, like the little story and like the click on the highlight the the details. In the piece of paper, and I was like, "Oh God, this is literally." There's no thinking to it. it you you literally just like gives you the answer basically, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for for me, I was like, I don't know if I will be in on the next web event after this oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> so please, unless you're telling me that this was a particularly like lousy oh, one, this was lousy. So there's this. some great ones out there, or are they all like you know? Oh no, like a lot of them are like really. So, off like the top of my head, I can't really think of any. It's not a great start. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I there were some that I liked though. I can't remember which one it was. Oh, the Clea Albedo one was good, and in that one, you basically like went on like you sent Clea and Albedo like on mm-hmm. adventures. Mm-hmm. And then they came back like after a certain amount of time. So you really didn't spend like a whole lot of time like in the web event because once you sent them out after a certain amount of time, they'd come back with like rewards. So it was like expeditions, but kind of. Yeah. And then every after every uh, expedition. You, yeah. If you want to call that an expedition that you sent them on when they came back, you got like a uh, a really cool looking like uh, phone wallpaper from like that expedition. And they were all different. On top of, like, the rewards. Like, obviously, you got, like, Prima Gems right. and stuff like that. There was another one that I really liked, and uh, it was a fishing one. It mm-hmm. was during... 
Oh God, fishing! No more fishing. <laughs> I've literally oh. done with fishing after I farmed for that freaking weapon. What was it called? Uh the catch. Yes, the catch. Literally, it's the bane of my existence. Is what it did you R five it yet? Yeah. Oh, I did oh, okay. it. Uh, I did it literally like you know within two three days of it oh, being out. No way. So not I me. went. In, I went into people's world. I became a pirate that weekend. I went into oh, everyone's no. world. I was like, hey, I did ask. Like, I was like, hey, can I fish? And like a lot of people, granted, didn't know what I was talking about. But I was like going there anyways <laughs> until they kicked me out. So oh, yeah, I, did the, but, I did the same thing, honestly. Yeah, dude. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I, I had to do it. So this one, <laughs> this, this web event that was fishing was like actually kind of cool because like you had fish going back and forth and then. Like and then there was treasure chests at the bottom, and the fish would like get in your way, and you had a time limit, and your line would like swing back and forth, and you had to like time it, and when you hit it, your line would like go down to the bottom. Okay, but it was it was pretty a little bit more intricate. Yeah, Yeah, this one felt like clunky too, like how you said, like highlighting like the the clues like in their like stories or whatever. It was just like really bad. Yeah, it would be one thing. Like I was expecting a little bit more. Like I actually thought it. It sounded interesting going in, like, oh, I'm going to have to do some detective work. But it literally laid it all out for me, and I was like, oh, okay. yeah. So, yep. Not the best event, is. but the, wall, the wallpaper is good. I like the wallpaper. <laughs> I'll, give it, I'll give it two more tries for the next two web oh, events. They better freaking deliver. Cause if like, it doesn't get... impress, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we got the Tavat Times to cover. You want to cover that now before we take a break? Um, yeah, let's get it out of the way. All right, cool. So, volume two of the Tavat Times. I was, I kind of missed this, honestly. I think these are cool. Uh, did you get a chance to look at these? Yeah, just the statistics. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I'll, I'll look at. I'll run through them real quick. Uh, all the data is collected from uh, basically all the all the servers. I'm not even gonna bother right. reading that. So these were, uh, you know, event fan favorites in the Moon and Stars and Scribe event. Travelers took quite a few photos of different animals. The top three picks for animals during this event were the Kitsune, the mm-hmm. Violet Ibis, which was like the Inazuma, like blue and purple bird, and then the Electro Crystal Fly. Paimon Herd E. Oh goodness gracious! Paimon Herd E. Pakusu has made a fortune selling statues of the Raiden Shogun. It was re- uh, revealed that a total of 4,753,786 statues of Her Excellency the Almighty Narukami Ogosho God of Thunder were sold during the event. Uh, so I guess that's how many people actually did that part of the event. That uh, sounds like it. Did you do this event? Uh, yes, I did do that one. Okay, good. Do I have a desire for that event to come back around ever? N- no, not particularly. Oh, what? It was so good. Yeah, there's. I mean, there are so many events in this game that I love. That was just simply not one of them. But yeah. In the Clash Alone Blades event, Tarumaru took on 1,476 and 120 challengers on average each day. <laughs> one traveler even challenged Tarumaru 865 times in the span of one day on the highest difficulty level. I that person needs a break from this game. I, I, they need to see a therapist or something. <laughs> there, there's problems there. I think. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it just it's like a picture of uh of the dog on the floor, and he is like tired as hell, and it says he needs a good rest now. Yeah, I'd agree with that. 
The second half is the Chasm Expedition Log. 24,685 travelers finished collecting all the Lumen Spar and upgraded the Lumen Stone adjuvant to level 10 within 24 hours after the opening of the Chasm. Was this you? Yep, I did it. Did you? I did it, but not within 24 hours. <laughs> I did it 24 hours, baby. Oh, nice. 24 or not at all. <laughs> I had a YouTube video help me out on one of them, though. Luckily, someone put it up very quickly, but I could not figure out where, uh, how to get the one behind the gate. You know what I'm talking about? Where you have to go outside for it? Yes, I know exactly yeah. which one you're talking about. That one, I was like, how in the world? So luckily, thank some angel out there on YouTube helped me out there. I, I believe I used the YouTube video as well for that one. Yeah, we both owe him our gratitude. <laughs> If you're listening to the show, thank you for your YouTube video. (laughs) (laughs) Legend. Among all the travelers who have reached the underground mines, only 48 of them discovered the secret passage leading towards the underground mines. Oh, this is it. This is literally the... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can can say I was one of them, but there's definitely an asterisk next to that because (laughs) YouTube was involved. Each day, an average of 57,590 travelers were incapacitated by coming into contact with the dark mud, and 194,094 were defeated by monsters. I'm sorry, what are you doing? Like, this is, like, easy. Unless you just, like, legitimately stood in the mud and only had, like, one person in your party, I don't understand how you could die. Yeah, I feel like it's I feel like in those situations, it's really just some, like, really lazy person that doesn't have a healer in their group at all. And they're just like, whatever, I'm just going to go till my team wipes or, or, you know, I'm like, I'm only going to put my healer in or, or, you know, eat some food or something like that whenever I absolutely have to. And then they happen to land on some mud and then like go to the bathroom while they're sitting in it or something. And then they come back and they realize that they died. It has to be like accidental, basically. There's no way that it's. I would put, I would put money down to say that like at least a quarter of those people fell asleep with their phones in their hands. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, it, it can't be like, oh, no, I wasn't watching my health bar. I just, I don't see it like that. Yeah. Uh, reliable sources told Paimon that since the opening of the chasm, food consumption has skyrocketed with an increase of a whopping 31%. The most popular food among travelers is sweet madame. Oh, yeah, I know I cook like 100 of these. Yep, most deaf. I do the same. Uh, who is the king of mining in the underground mines? An average of thir- over 13 million point three ores were mined every day. Seemingly fanatical about mining, one traveler mined 3,872 ores in just one day. Another traveler was not far behind who mined 3,237 ores within a day. I wonder if they like reach out to these people and they're like, hey, you know you did this? Yeah, they know. If, if, if you're doing that, like you, you did it for... To be that one person that they announce on Teviot Times, you know what I mean? Or uh, Teviot Times. Like, you you have to be aiming for it, you know? I, I don't see anyone just like, oh, yeah, this is just a casual thing I do. Okay, so what I'm going to do is, in the next event, mm-hmm. but, like, how did, like, how do they know they're going to, like, I mean, like, the the mining thing, I can understand, but the, mm-hmm. the Clash of, I guess, it covers the whole update, so... I just have to go like hard and like just doing one thing. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try I mean, to get in the no. Tabat Times. You don't do that to yourself. I'm doing what it. Are you doing? I'm doing it. <laughs> That's terrible. No, but I I will say like I've never farmed so much in my life. I think in this game or mined accidentally mined really so much in my life because there's 
there's so many minerals just around you constantly, you know? And then yeah. whenever I see them fall, it's, I don't know, OCD kicks in, I guess, and I have to go pick them up. So. Oh, yeah, same. Even if I'm just, like, walking past something, I'm smashing my, like, if I'm on my phone, I'm smashing the button to, like, pick it up. Exactly, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, and that's how my inventory gets. So I've, I've also, like, that's another thing. For the first time pretty much ever, um, I was filled up on artifacts three times, like, I, I've never done that before because I guess because I'm probably always usually upgrading a character and right now I'm I'm not. Um, so, but yeah, like I had to like, oh shoot, I'm full again. And so I had to go dump a whole bunch of artifacts into, you know, one housing artifact and then do it, you know, three, four more times. So mm. that was pretty crazy. It was, it was definitely like one of those events where I was just trying to knock everything out super quick and I was picking up way too much stuff in the process. Hmm. I see. Yeah. And then uh, last but not least, in the last month, a total of 4.6 million. It was a little bit over that. Ruined serpents were killed. Meanwhile, one traveler actually defeated the ruined serpent 111 times in the past month. That's uh, crazy. You don't even like, there's not even enough. I mean, I guess there there are some, probably a couple characters that could use that. But Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I just don't see a, a big need for it right now, so. Once again, I think it's a guy going for a statistic. I think he's like, yeah, I'm going to knock this thing out. I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah, if, if you do it, I mean, I'll, I'll say congratulations, but it will never be worth it. I can guarantee that. Uh, I'm going to put that on my resume. Uh, that's like, if you find personal. the right boss, that might actually work. You know what I mean? If you manage to find a boss that works or that is a huge fan of Genshin, he might say, oh, Wow, really? You did that? You're in. Yep. That's commitment, baby. Good. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bank on that. You do that. <laughs> if you guys want to check that out, that is also on Hoyo Lab. Uh, and that was posted by Genshin Impact Official. We'll take a quick break. We'll probably just go over Overflowing Mastery, see where we're at with that and how your experience with that was. And then we'll talk about the end game possibilities for Genshin. Sweet. Sounds good. Enjoy the music, and we'll be back shortly. back from our break uh we're gonna talk about some of the story right is that what we're gonna do yes i think we're gonna go into the story a little bit cool i think it would be worth it to just kind of re you want to recap on everything or just recap on like this this past update no just like basically what happened in the in the chasm okay cool yeah and that'll that'll help everybody get I don't think I we think. have three hours to go through the whole story again. No, and I'd probably spend like two of those hours just talking about the leeway because that story was amazing. That's, I mean, that's true. It's my still my favorite. Anything to do with um, Zong is like the best thing ever. So, yeah. um, but I was gonna say, 
we should probably spoil. I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. Spoiler warning for anyone that is going through and hasn't completed the chasm yet. We're going to be talking about it. So continue at your own risk. Yep. And then I'll, I'll also add on to that spoiler tag is if you missed out on the Iridori Festival. Is it the Iridori Festival? Was yeah. that the one at Ninazuma? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. If you will probably talk a little bit about that because some of those characters are coming back for this update. So, mm-hmm. uh, but going back to the chasm, uh, you, you get a little tidbit of, you know, the traveler goes over to the chasm. You find out that, um, a lot of the Millilith were there and that the Hillitrils are, you know, moving down into the chasm mm-hmm. and they're kind of just like ignoring everybody where like before, the Hillitrolls would just, like, attack, like, uh, humans. And um, you basically have to explore the chasm to find out, like, what's going on down there. And uh, you go through the story, and you're not really greeted by, like, anybody big, honestly. It's mostly just, like, NPCs who are within the chasm. You you do find, uh, you meet up with Danesleaf. Yeah, that I was about to say, I was like, well, you do meet up with someone really big in a bit. Like, yeah, <laughs> but out of like out of the like playable characters, I don't think like you. Yeah, you, yeah, definitely not. Uh, so you meet up with Dainsleaf, and you basically are you know you meet up with him. It it's kind of like a oh like unexpected uh, reunion, mm. and you are helping him figure out what is wrong. Uh, or you're following an abyss lector, is that what I remember? Yeah, he's chasing an abyss lector through like the abyss portal, right? Yes. Yeah, he is. He's he's chasing a herald, uh, or was chasing if if we're talking about the same spot, this is when he's introduced, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was chasing from back where we left off with him before, um, he was chasing the herald through the portal, and then he landed conveniently right where we were in the chasm which is yeah. not where the herald was the herald was somewhere else still so he was like oh there right. must be a, the abyss must be a network basically that he can the herald can travel but he cannot so right yeah. and so you you meet up with Dainsley from that moment and you you are basically still trailing the abyss herald through the chasm and as you progress further you meet the shadowy husk soldiers that uh, I think we met in Inconomia. Yeah, did we I think meet. So. Yeah, we did meet some of them in Inconomia. Yeah, and um, they are in the chasm as well, and they're actually not attacking you. They are kind of standing off to the side, but they're actually protecting the Hillitrolls. And the Hillitrolls are like kind of like sick looking. Mm-hmm. And you find out that the shadowy husk figures from one of them, you find out is. Dane's Leaf's like right hand man basically from oh man I'm Conria and yes I almost forgot I almost forgot yeah he was he was the uh like his right hand man in the guard in the the, the correct city guard yeah yep and the uh, royal guard that's what it was the royal ah, guard. the royal yeah. guard yes and um I forget his name and I I feel it so was bad half half Half, half Dan. Dan, half Dan. <laughs> I remember because it was such a ridiculous name. Yes, yeah, half Dan, half Dan. <laughs> um, and and God bless half Dan. I want to get a tattoo of half Dan for his performance. For real, dude. Um, champion of the people for sure. Yes, 
and uh, and so Half Dan is you know recognizes Dainsleep even though he's not really himself because obviously he's like kind of dead. Yeah. And you find out in that moment that the Hillitrolls are actually people from Conria that were put under a curse. So congratulations, travelers! If you're new to this game, or you have been just you've only been playing for a little bit so far, and you're only you're in a very low world level, and you're listening to this, and you're like, oh, I don't care about spoilers. Well, guess what? You're killing humans out there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, did this, like, did that reveal to you, which I don't know if, I don't know if I, like, read ahead the spoilers or whatnot, but, or if that was actually mentioned before, but I, I think I did already know that they were people from Conria before, right? Or was that, like, a big reveal and I just read spoilers before? So, I, I have a coworker that doesn't play Genshin anymore. Mm-hmm. And he, when I mentioned it to him, he was like, oh, yeah, I knew that. But okay. he also couldn't remember where it was from. And I don't think that, like, I don't think it was previously mentioned anywhere else. I think maybe we kind of inferred it from them mentioning that, like, the Abyss and other people were also people from Conria. Before and like gotcha. I think we might have just kind of included the hilly turtles in that accidentally, which ended up being kind of right. So, gotcha. but either way, big reveal, still really cool. And it, I did immediately feel bad about all of the hilly turtles that I killed over time. So I oh, had yeah. a, yeah, I had a moment of um, of silence for all of them, the millions of them. Don't <laughs> worry, we're murdered. we're still we're still putting them out of their misery for sixty prima gems a day. For real. <laughs> uh, so after you find that out, you kind of have this, like, not a, I want to say like a flashback, but it's not really like a flashback. It's almost like a, you get a look into the, your, the twins' point of view of yeah. the story. And basically what ha- what's happening is Dainsleaf is trying to stop your the traveler's twin from putting these people or these hillitrolls out of their misery and because it's it's going to kill them but your twin basically is trying to relieve them by activating this device and mm-hmm. because the abyss lector is the one trying to activate the device to end the curse there's like this moral basically this moral dilemma of okay do you put them out of their misery or do you but you're virtually killing them or do you let them suffer and keep them alive and try to figure out something different that can happen, which was what uh, Dainsleaf was basically trying to do. Yeah. And then virtually Half Dan kind of just like goes like Leroy Jenkins and just like jumps on top of the device and like takes the hit so that the Hillitrolls don't die and the curse isn't broken. Yeah, things get a little muddy for me around here, but like we'll we'll talk about all of that stuff, I think, whenever you're done summarizing. Yeah, and so uh, you also learn in that moment that because Dainsleaf is from Conria, he's he is affected by the curse, but not like the Hillitrolls are, which was very weird to me. But okay, and um, they kind he, of hinted as to why. Just so you know, we'll we'll talk about it. But yeah. okay, yeah, because you'll you'll have to help jog my memory. Um, yeah, yeah. But Halfdan basically sacrifices himself to save everybody, and then once that device is destroyed and Halfdan kind of absorbs, you know, that, the the 
energy from the uh, device. Dainsleaf is kind of like done suffering from like the effects of the device because he's also cursed. And then uh, you guys kind of both go your separate ways after that. I Before you talk about that a little bit more... Mm-hmm. It's kind of separate from the Archon quest, but when you do the world quest for uh, the Ruined Serpent, mm-hmm. you do that quest, and then uh, which it has some, it has to do with the pillar inside the chasm. That's a very, it's actually pretty much the same pillar, if I'm not mistaken. That's supposed to be from Celestia. Yes, and, it was the same one that like you had to take down in Dragon Spine and stuff like that. Yep, and once you. You are fighting the Ruined Serpent for the first time, and when you're fighting it, you I don't remember if you get it down to like a quarter of health or whatever, but then a cutscene kicks in, and then you see uh, Yolan like pull a bow shot, and she shoots. Uh, it's a very cool animation. I love yeah. like this whole cutscene was freaking cool, Same. but she just takes like this gnarly ace in the hole shot at the at the pillar. And it explodes and then drops on top of the Ruined Serpent and she kills it and then she kind of like smirks and like, and then like dashes out of there. So that's all you really see of Yolan. You obviously we, uh, we knew that was her from the official announcement, but you didn't like the traveler doesn't know that it's her. So, but that's the first time that you see her. And other than that, Dainsleaf and Yolan were pretty much like the only two characters. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, so I guess we could break it apart a bit now. So first of all, I just want to mention, I'm not sure if you picked it up because it was literally so fast, but Yelan was, it like showed Yelan or like her, her feet or something like that, like real quick in uh, like way earlier on in the chasm. I'm not sure if you knew that or not, but it's like Paimon thought she heard something and like she like turned around and like you see just like a snippet of someone running that is Yelan. And then it cuts. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, so I I saw it, but I I can't remember if I like I stopped to like look away from my phone. But when I looked back, I did see like something happen, and I I thought that was her. And then I actually had to look. I actually went back and looked at the cutscene again, and I did see that yeah. was her. Yeah. So it was it was like super quick. So I I feel like a lot of people probably missed it, but um yeah. So that was there. But as far as like. Let's kind of start at the beginning with the um, with Dansliff and, and him coming in. I first of all, I have to say, like that's such a weird. It had to be a weird conversation talking to him after the last thing that we left off with with him, right? Because you had the thing with your sister, where basically you find out that they're at odds with each other, and he goes to presumably stop them in some way, which might be killing your sister or something, and then you just kind of meet up and you're like, oh, what's up? Like, it's a very weird uh, meeting, I would say, don't you think? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so. and I, in this moment, I, like, I didn't know. I I thought that Dainsleaf was, like, a good person. I thought my sister was a bad person. And then now I'm just like, oh, is my twin, like, actually the bad person? Or is Dainsleaf the bad person? Like, Exactly. And so you're left in this conundrum where I thought first, like whenever I first saw him, I thought we were going to fight each other or something like that. Yeah. Because I thought we were like, okay, like this guy's bad, right? Yep. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so then, you know, as, as the story progresses, um, you know, you get some info at least, right? Because that's what I was more curious about than anything else. Just more info on what exactly is happening. But yeah, the, the, the fact that he is um, essentially immortal, right? Because he was cursed. Whenever he first saw Halfdan, 
um, he said, wait, how, like, how was he able to do that without it? You know, that he was referring to something specific. Oh, you're right. You're yes. Right. So it, like, we don't know exactly what um, he has, but, like, obviously he has something that he knows kept his consciousness there and uncorrupted that no one else had. Hmm. I wonder if it's a gnosis. I don't know, but that's actually a really freaking good guess, dude. <laughs> I, um, as you said, I was I like, can... oh, shoot, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> I, it's like the only thing I can think of, but like usually whenever I make good guesses one. like that, it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's but, that's tough. Oh, you know what? Unless he's the unless he's an archon of of a place. I mean, it had crossed my mind if he was of like like an archon of Conria or something, even though like they weren't supposed to have an archon. And I thought maybe he actually was, but he didn't act like one. Mm-hmm. So that was my thought at one point. But I kind of abandoned that a while ago. But maybe maybe that is the thing. And that's why he has a gnosis or something. Yeah, I'm not but sure. That's a, that's a really good guess, though. But um. But yeah, he was obviously genuinely confused whenever he saw Half Dan, uh, like still somewhat aware. Yes. So I thought that that was interesting. I did now, forget that. I do have to ask: Are you team sister? Or are you team Danzler? Um, I don't know now. I was totally like all for Danzler as much as like kind of like in the back of my head, I was thinking like, okay, I I really like him and I think he looks cool. Same. <laughs> but but at the same time, I can't trust you a hundred percent. And then in here, I'm like, oh, you know what? I really like him. I'm gonna trust him. And then boom, he's like, Oh, your sister is trying to make these people well, mm-hmm. but it's gonna kill them. And then I'm thinking, Well, yeah, she's just trying to like, what do you do when you see like a bug that's like dying on the ground? Right. Like you just put it out of its misery at least that's what i do well so like i i I see it kind of both ways right which i think is like that's the moral quandary that we're in right is that sure you can see it both ways but i definitely like if i was if i was him i would have been a little more open to seeing like maybe this idea might work you know what i mean like let's let's test out the theory here and if i was the sister i would also probably be interested to see if it's actually working or not because, like, he was immediately against this plot, right, to to use this device. And I thought, like, it, you should at least give it a shot, because what if it did work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, I still don't know, like, I, I still would have liked to see, like, yeah, it was obviously hurting them, but maybe lifting a curse is pretty painful, I don't know. So I, I would be interested to see what would have happened if, if you know, he didn't He made it seem it. like it was painful. He definitely made, they all made it seem like it was painful to them. Like it was, it was very clear. They were kind of like, they were in immense pain, but at the same time, like if I was a cursed being who was like losing my sanity, if I had to go through some pretty intense pain to like become a human again, I'd probably be down for that. You know what I mean? I think I would be in the same boat. So yeah, I, I am kind of team sister on the fact of like, let's try something while on the other hand, uh, dance lift, He's like, is it Danzliff or Danzliff? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, One of the two. Um, Anyways, so yeah, with him, uh, like, he's obviously a nihilist. He's just like, no, it's done. It's over. Leave it be. 
But yeah, I am kind of on the side of like, maybe we should see if there is a way to save these people. Like, so I've kind of turned myself into, I, I think, an abyss order uh, supporter. Hmm. So we'll I also see. <laughs> I also think that at least I believe that mm-hmm. she's not even like with them. She's just like using them. Like, I, I don't, don't know, think dude. That... She seems pretty invested. I mean, yeah, but I I still get this feeling that she's just kind of using them. She doesn't it's... seem like all that like terrible. Where like every time you like you see somebody like a lector or an abyss uh-huh. herald from the abyss, like mm-hmm. they're just straight up jerks. Like, yeah, I mean they're not nice, but I wonder if still like their idea, like if. If that's her motive, like, I, I understand what you mean, but, like, to what end do you think that she's actually working? Like, if she is just using them to, like, to what end is she using them for? Hmm. Because I don't see a clear motive for her. Like, if, if she was really just, like, looking to bail out, like, she knows where I am at this point, right? Like, as her brother, I feel like she'd just be like, all right, let's grab you and peace out. Um, But instead, like, she seems pretty adamant about staying back and and helping and not leaving until this thing is finished. So I don't know, but either way, like I definitely see like if potentially changing these people back into people from monsters is an option. Like I would be more on the supporting round of like, let's try to figure this out rather than Dainsleaf, who's obviously not um, a fan of that idea. So I'm I'm very curious to see when we're gonna see him again. I'm, I'm I feel like we're it's kind of obvious that we're probably gonna see him in Sumeru. Oh well, we're we're gonna see him in the next patch, right? Or was it just the sister that they showed for the next patch? I I think all they showed was the sister. Okay, that might be the case. I assume if we see the sister, we will probably see him again soon. Yeah. Um, if not at at around the same time, but that's true. But yeah, oh yeah, that's right. The mystery for this upcoming thing based on the preview is what was that voice, right? Yeah, so, and I guess it's not really spoilers, but because if, and if you, when you do the Chasm story, or I think it's the Chasm story or the World Quest, one of the two, Mm -hmm. uh, they dive in a little bit about how the Chasm uh, ties in with the Yaksha. Mm -hmm. Yashka? Yaksha. 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 Yeah, Yaksha. And um and and that's why Chow's kind of coming in and when you when you watch the trailer for this new update, I know Chow says something along the lines of like like you're dead. Like talk like he's like he's like yeah. kind of talking to like a ghost. And we it's the belief that we're going to see the uh elect uh electro uh Yaksha. Mm-hmm. So He's purple and he's got. It looks like he's got four arms. You can kind of see him in the trailer. Oh yeah, I'm I'm super pumped for him. And I, and I wonder if we are going to be because you know like the whole thing about them was that they were basically driven insane by having to kill too many demons, right? Yep. Um, and you know, Chow has somehow kept his sanity through it all, but he's he's still riding on the edge sometimes. Like there was one time where he almost succumbed to it, but then. Um, I don't remember if it was us that pulled him out or who did it, but someone helped him out and um, 
Oh, it was Zhang Li. Was it? Yeah, he he uh Zhang Li saved him and then he kind of devoted himself to Zhang Li and now that's, that's right. Or it's really Rex Lapis. But No, he, no, no, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. It wasn't just that. Uh it was with the flute. Who has the flute? That would have been the only person I think has a flute is Kazwa, no? Yeah, I think it might have been him then because I remember it was like a flute playing calmed him down or something like that in the story. What you're talking about with with Rex Lapis did that was the case, but that was an earlier time than this. Mm. He was about to go mad again, but then he heard the flute and that calmed him way down and then oh man, I'm going to have to go back and to be continued on that, I guess. But anyways, I am wondering if they're going to either use that potential issue as bait um for whatever's coming for whatever monster seems to want to trick us or if it's actually going to happen with chow potentially or or what so either way it's going to be really cool to dive back into that side of things right oh yeah and so i i'm sorry to like divert a little bit but i, I looked this up because i was actually very interested but it's actually venti venti that's yes that's who it was which uh and in the one trailer you could actually see Chow staring off into like the like overlooking a sea and and Venti's playing his flute at the same time. Yeah, that's that's what it was. So but so I really hope that we get like I I like the idea of us expanding more on that side of things because those characters are just super cool and I want to see more of them. And uh, I really hope that we get the lightning one, like as a playable character at some point. So we'll have to see. I I don't know. I don't know if we'll get. I don't know if that'll happen. I I can't see them giving us a bad yak like a, a like a like a bad version of a yaksha as a character. Like the mm. only thing that I could like kind of see is like okay, well they gave us child who's like not. I was He's about like, to say they gave but, him. He but, had a redemption arc. Yeah. Did you play that in that event? Oh, of course. Yeah. With uh, with Shiki Taishu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he it seems like he's kind of just like being used, and he was like kind of realizing that now. Yeah, and I'm and I'm team child. Like I I do. Same. Like I think he's solid. Like I really like his character concept and everything like that, and I. They gave him the redemption arc a bit, so you know that's cool with me too. But I could definitely see them basically going down that same route with the other one, with the uh, mm-hmm. electric version. So it would be I, interesting. I, I think we get him as a villain, maybe, and then he would have his for his like character quest or whatever or his character story that we get probably some kind of a redemption arc to help it out. That would be interesting. Yeah, he just looks like such a cool character. I have to have him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and I love that he has like four arms. It's like nothing exactly. that you've like really seen before yet in this game. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, and I think they've been kind of like more well, no, I guess they've been doing it for a while, but like exploring the idea of playing with like different races and different mechanics and stuff like that. So like yeah. I I know like I'm not gonna mention any super specifics, but I know we're getting you know. Um, a new character or there's rumors that a new character is coming that has a totally different type of character mechanic 
um, as far as battling is concerned. And I'm really interested in playing that. And so that just the con or the knowledge that they're willing to mess around with those kinds of styles tells me that a guy with four arms would like they may may lean into that and you kind of get a new combat ability or style based on mm. that, which would be interesting to explore. So that would be really cool. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty pumped, basically. Uh, so, I mean, we're going to see some more of the Aksha. We're going to see what Chow's dealing with. I know Yanfei and... Is it Kuki? Yeah, I think it's Kuki, yeah, right? Yeah, Are going to be also joining us over there in the chasm. It's going to be very interesting to, to see. Dude, I can't wait to have that crew together. Yeah, like, and Ito, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yes. anything involving Ito, I'm... 150,000 percent down for uh, that yes. that guy's the best character so far hands down like even just from like a like just cool character perspective not a playing perspective right oh yeah so i enjoy his yeah. uh his voiceover like in the open world oh, like when God, it rains yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly he's just so so funny um it's a witty witty character just like He's going to be really it's going to be interesting to see this new character that uh, Kuki um, play out with him and the dynamic that that they have. I know you yep. kind of mentioned it in a previous pod what you wanted. And from everything that I've heard, that is pretty much the route they're going to be taking with it. Oh, so. I love it. I hope I hope so, because I can. It's it's almost like he almost always is like he he thinks he knows what he's talking about, but but yeah. doesn't. And it's that is like so humorous to me, but then like I can just see like Kuki just being like, "This guy is an idiot." Yeah, like she actually handles everything. Yeah, he's, he's a dummy. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's exactly what I think is is going to be happening. And I mean, like basically everything that you needed to know about that character, you learned for Ito uh, was learned whenever he did the uh, what was it, the beetle battle, right? Yeah, he was trying yeah. to catch the biggest beetle. Paimon caught a bigger beetle in like a second. And he was like, oh, yeah, I guess. Well, you know, mine's still like way better, though. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, yeah, great, great stuff there. Can't wait to dive into that part of the narrative for sure. Not to mention, in the the last time we saw Ito, he was uh, carried off because of an allergic reaction to soybeans. So we have no oh, yeah. idea how that how that ended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true we have no idea We're, we'll finally figure out that question that's been haunting us for so long all right so yeah got uh let's see one two three four more days until the maintenance which would be tuesday mm-hmm. so you guys can start farming up you'll have at least a day and a half to farm up for yolan and kuki and uh, and then we'll see Chow and Ito and all them inside the chasm for version two point seven. Yeah. Also, I, I forgot to ask: Are you pulling for either of them? So I've I broke during two points during the current version. And I just was like, Uh-oh. screw it, pity, whatever. And then I ended mm-hmm. up getting Ayaka. Okay. And uh, I still have some saved up. I really want Kuki because I think the idea of an electro support like healer is freaking awesome. And, I, uh, I agree with you, but I will say I have concerns on it. I feel like it's not going to be done very well. We'll see. I feel like it's going to be an incredibly hard character to, because, you know, the whole, her whole shtick is that the lower her health is, the more she heals. You know, I feel like it's going to be a pain to balance and it's their first time going into like dealing with electro healing and electro 
particularly has been like the, you know, the worst element, it seems like. So I don't know. All of those factors make me a little more wary of investing in her right at the beginning. I, so. I get it. I think that if there's anything that's going to help that, it's if mm-hmm. her healing skill is mm-hmm. like, is kind of like an off field skill that's going to like carry over to like the next character that you switch to. Yeah. If it's a snap, if it's a snap skill, then for sure, like that and will then, help. Yeah. That. And I feel like because the healing's better when her health is low, then you automatically have to pair her with like, uh, like a geo user oh, to for like sure. for shields yeah, or Diona or something. Yeah, exactly. Well, so what about, uh, Yelan? Are you pulling on her? I'm I'm planning on it. I'm if I don't get her, I won't be mad because I know the pity is just gonna go right to Ito because I mm-hmm. want Kuki and I need Ito at C two or C well, at least C one, but C two would be great. So if I don't get her, fine. But I'm, I'm, I'm like almost a hundred percent positive I'm gonna end up throwing money at Ito. You so. should. You should honestly get get into C oh. two. It's worth it. Um, oh, I'm I'm sure he is. Uh, I will say, yeah, I'm just I'm curious about like there's a few things I want to see with Yelan. I want to see if that um, her ult ability is off field or not stays off field, which I don't think it does. Um, and yeah, I also think that that her her skill where she goes invisible, I still haven't gotten a firm answer on can she be damaged or seen during it? It looks like she can be seen still like by by enemies, but I'm not sure if she can be damaged. Yeah, in the in the preview they say uh Laura posts in the her voice actor said, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like I love that she like she's got like this invisible thing going on, but the enemies still are like looking at her when she's dashing. Mm-hmm. I I don't think that you're invulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm not sure, honestly, if are Mona and Ayaka invulnerable to damage? I don't think they are. No. Yeah, I think it's just an animation. Yeah, so if that's the case, I don't know, because to string that ability ability together to begin with, unless it hits super hard and scales really well, I it takes a lot of time to set up appropriately. And um if if especially you can take damage during that time, I don't think that she'll be like high tier at least. Yeah, it's almost like you're wasting time tagging them all when you could just be doing raw damage. Yeah, exactly. I compare them to so many other characters that cost just as much, essentially. And during that same amount of time, they're exploding people. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah, that's one just one thing to consider for anyone listening. So, are you going to... So, uh, from the sound of it, it sounds like you're not going to be pulling for her. The, like, the only... Uh, like, I want Kuki so bad just because I want the clan, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'll ever actually use her, but I, for completionist sake, I feel like I want her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens, but yeah, like I don't really want, um, Yolan at all. So I, I don't know if I'm going to be pulling no chow. No, no, no. I, I don't care for his, his gameplay style at all. Honestly, oh, so love him as a character, but just not my style of play. And I'm saving up so many primo gems for 3.0 because whoever the archon is i'm getting them and i'm getting them hard oh yeah (laughs) i know that i know for a fact that when they reset the shop like the crystal top up i am dumping 100 bones in there oh yeah if they do that reset again in the store 
I am going to spend too much money once again. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just tell everyone I spent like I think like about four hundred bucks for um Raiden, so we'll see what happens with this one. But I got terrible luck on all of them. So hopefully that does not happen again in Sumeru, but we'll have to see. Either way, I know I am spending some money though. That's for sure. Awesome. We'll have to see. Yep. Well well I'm sure we'll talk about that when when it drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that wraps up the episode. We could talk about overflowing mastery, but honestly, you're just farming for talent level and materials. It's literally nothing <laughs> what's, exciting. What's there to talk about? <laughs> you can talk about your poor drops. <laughs> That's true. I mean, surprise, surprise, they're poor. <laughs> the end. <laughs> uh, other than that, that is the end of our episode. Uh, where can they find you, Pharaoh? Uh, yeah, so actually, um, you can just find me at uh, the podcast, once again, Chronicles of Runeterra. Uh, it is on everywhere that you can find podcasts. Um, definitely give us a review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify um, if you enjoy the show. And then, um, once again, you can check out uh, Dislike Directive, also anywhere where you find podcasts. Also, please review us if you have a good time listening to the show. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. If you guys want to get a hold of the show, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. That is at HoyoCast. That's H-O-Y-O-C-A-S-T. And you can also join our Discord. It's actually kind of bumping now. Uh, we got like yeah. a few members in there, and it's a good time. Yeah, definitely. Lots of conversation going on. Yeah. Uh, so you can click the link in the description for this episode, and you can hop in the Discord and uh, join us. Choose your favorite uh, elemental uh from Genshin and get a nice cool looking logo uh color for your nickname uh come join the conversation uh also if you guys could please re- leave a review on spotify or apple Podcasts would be greatly appreciated if you guys do leave a review on apple Podcasts, you can let me know what you're looking forward to most in version 2.7 or who you're who, who you're going to be pulling for in the upcoming banners uh and what your thoughts are on who or what we're going to see in the new story update leave that in your review uh, let us know how you liked the episode, and we'll pick a review and read it at the end of the next episode. Other than that, that's all I got. Thank you, Pharaoh, for joining me and keeping this uh, episode extra interesting. Yeah, no problem. It was tons of fun. Looking forward to coming back. Yeah, hope you guys enjoy the update. We'll probably talk to you a few days after uh, it goes live, but hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you guys have all the luck on your pools and you get Yalan for all you Yalan wanners. <laughs> Hope you turn into your land havers. <laughs> Other than that, this has been another episode of The Resonance, and we will see you guys next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.